Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. It has just gone three past ten, and we're doing the panel slowly earlier today because of IndyCar Monterey. Uh, that has finished now, and uh, it means that Will Power is the IndyCar champ for this year. We're going to talk to Dave Turner about that. He's got some news around Indy Lights for us as well. But joining us on the panel today is Sam Hewitt, fresh back from holiday, mate. How was your, how was your time oh, off? Good, mate. Yeah, recharge the batteries, as they say. Um, plenty of sport to sink my teeth into over the weekend as well, so it was, a, it was a, the right time to come back. Yeah, I know. You're proudly wearing your Red Sox t-shirt today, obviously. I am. Um, NFL started today. I know you're a Boston man. Pats yep. uh, got touched up by the Dolphins. Oh, you know, it just takes us a few weeks to get going. Um, you know, we're building. Uh, well, it's a few more cliches I can throw out here. Uh, <laughs> now, look, we, um, it's interesting with the Pats, right, because obviously the breakup of, of Brady and Belichick, which which was well documented. And everyone thought, you know, Bill, Belichick made Brady. The system made Brady, when clearly that wasn't the case because he goes to the Buccaneers, he wins the Super Bowl, and the Patriots turn to poo. I just think it's it maybe a little bit of an all-black situation. Kind of maybe it's time for the Pets to move on. You know, Maybe it's time to clear the, clear the house a little bit. Bill's been around for a long time. Great coach, of course. But, you know, the league's moved on. The players are different now. They're, you know, the quarterbacks are faster and they run and they're flashy. You know, it's not just about sitting in the pocket and passing like Peyton Manning and, and Tom used to do for years and years. So, yeah, look, it's, uh, it was a depressing start. Mm. And uh, I'm not hopeful, to be honest, for the rest of the season. But How do you, as somebody who's a Pats fan, feel about Tom Brady? When you watch the Bucks play, do you want them to oh, win? No, I do. I love him. I yeah. absolutely love him. Okay. In fact, I it's hard to know whether I'm a Pats fan or a Brady fan because the two were so intertwined. And I lived in Boston. That's why I'm a big Boston fan. But um, I'm a massive Tommy Touchdowns, TB12 um, T-Bone, whatever you want to call him. Mm. I'm a massive fan. So I go for the Bucks when they're when the Pats aren't playing. Yeah, for sure. nice, nice. Yeah. All right, mate. Hey, I, I know um, uh, we didn't have NFL down on our, uh, hey, this is what we're talking about today, but we did, <laughs> uh, we did have NRL first week of the finals, mate. Um, mm. I don't know if it's just me because I'm an Eels fan, but boy, it's nice to see the Storm and the and the Roosters depart I round one. I tend to agree with you, Ricardo. Um, I, look, what a, what a weekend. Like, that was probably one of the best first weekend of finals I've seen um, in a long time. Just all the games across the board were just fantastic. Um, Yeah, look, someone asked me, they said, who do you want to win? And I said, you know, I'm very happy that the Storm and the Roosters aren't there. Couldn't couldn't stand the Bunnies winning again. And um, I'm not really a big um, Sharks slash Cowboys fan. So I wouldn't mind the Raiders getting up. And, you know, given that they finished in eighth spot, it would be quite a story for them to go all the way. Um, They're riding that momentum. You know, beating the Storm's no easy feat. I know the Storm have struggled this season, but that was a good Storm team, basically full strength, minus Pappenhausen. So, um, 
I think I'd like the Raiders. I don't know if they can do it, but I I wouldn't mind them doing it. St- Sticky's got it over um, Ballyacre. He does that's, actually. That's this five in a row especially. now. Yeah, no, he, there's something about it, isn't there? Um, so they're uh, who are they taking on then? Are the Eels or are they taking yeah, on the, the Eels? They play the Eels. That'll be a good game. Yeah, that'll be a great game. I hope Mitchell Moses is fit because well, that, that's funny because people saying and I. I despise people not despise people but I don't like when people rub it in that oh you know I knew the Panthers were going to win everyone was on the eels and I knew they were going to beat them well that was a big loss losing Mitchell Moses and yep. you know the game could have been different if that wasn't the case you know maybe the eels would have tipped them up So, and I don't think you can predict injuries so um, I was sort of not gutted because I also don't want the eels I know you're a big eels fan mm. Ricardo but I'm one of those um, very annoying Warriors fans that don't want the Eels to win before us. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyone but the Eels, probably. Well, we, we had a lot of hope going into the weekend because um, <laughs> I don't know if you heard have you, you heard the legend of the Eel Whisperer. No, but p- p- please tell. Well, up until this weekend, Andrew Voss had called the Eels 10 oh, times yes. this season. Yeah. And he, they'd won every time. Did he call them on? Yeah, Friday? and he called he called them on Friday. So well, I was, you ask him about that after eleven o'clock. Oh, don't you worry, we will be. <laughs> he did uh, an explanation from the big guy. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, and the other the other stat is that the last time the Eels won the grand final, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, number one movie at the box office. Oh, here we go. Wait, can I predict it? Yep. So it's obviously a remake this yep. year. Top Gun. Yeah, correct. There you yeah, go. There you go. In. So wow. It's written in the stars. That's a great stat, Ricardo. That's it's a written great in the stat. stars, mate, to be go fair. Go on there. Um, well, uh, do you think they're going to do it, though? Or do you think they can, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they bounce back against Canberra, but then they're going to have to play, they're not going to play the Panthers or the grand final, right? Yeah. That's the way that draw works. So can they do it, do you think? I think they can. Uh, I mean, I don't think they can win four in a row, but now they don't need to. True. They can just win three in a row. Yeah, that's you know? fair. Um, yeah. And, but they'll need Mitchell Moses. They'll, they definitely need Mitchell Moses, yeah. yeah. Um, that Roosters-Rabbits uh, game last nine. Yep. Mate, seven sin winnings. Yeah. Um, it was like, it was origin intensity, wasn't it? Really it really was. And and I got caught in a bit of a debate um, with someone last night as to whether or not that was like good to watch, given you know there's so many simmons and stoppages. I look at it two ways. First of all, I think the players were fully responsible last night. Like, they were all going high. They were all out to basically kill each other. Um, the intensity was, was massive. Um, and, and so I think in that regard, there deserved to be some simulants. However, I do think that Ashley Klein lost control early. As soon as you go down that road, and he did go down that down that road early, you have to keep going. And that's basically what the players are crying out for, right? Like the next high tackle was, oh, you've got to send him off. He goes, and he had to send him off. And then the yeah. next one comes up, well, that's another one. So then it just got out of control. Um, but I still enjoyed watching it. Thought it was great theatre. Um, two, you know, very well-matched sides. Um, I mean, Latrell Mitchell is just a big-time player. I mean, he's got to be... He's up there with Cam Munster, for me, as one of the biggest clutch players in the NRL. Um, and, yeah, I, just a packed-out... Um, what's it called? Allianz. And, um, yeah, just the noise of the crowd. It was like a like a state of O or, or a grand final almost. So, yeah, bunnies. 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 No, they're, they're a smoky, mate. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not really a smoky, but they finished seventh, so they, in a way they are a smoky, but... Me and Kempi have been saying it for the last like two months. You know, riding momentum. They got Latrell back. Um, he he opted out of Origin, um, knowing that he was a big asset to his side. And and I wouldn't be surprised if they make end. You know, the old saying: you got to lose one to win one. Maybe last year, you know, was what they needed. Just like Penrith the year before. And they'll go through and, and win one this year. Especially so. how bad bad winners Penrith were last season. Can you imagine if it ends up Rabbits Panthers again? And the Rabbits win. Yes, I can imagine that. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not so anti-Panthers like a lot of people are. I really like the way they play. I enjoy the players. There's some that really tick me off, and I think they're very, very arrogant. But I think it's more their fans. Like on social media and stuff, their fans are – they're almost like Liverpool fans, aren't they? Mm. Like, oh, we've had it for bad for so many years, but here we are. Here we are. And um, it's a little bit unbearable sometimes. Yeah. So, look, I'll go Raiders. Anyone but the Eels. Anyone but the Eels for <laughs> Sam. Okay. Uh, now, uh, we've been having a few issues with our phones, but we have managed to get Mark Watson on WhatsApp. Uh, g'day, Watto. Welcome to the panel. Uh, did I just hear Sam Hewitt bagging Liverpool? Yes, you uh, did. Nothing of the sort, Mark. <laughs> nothing of the sort. I was bagging the fans. I was bagging the fans, mate. Are you still a a Boston fan now that they're losing everything? (laughs) Got my Red Sox shirt on today, Mark. Always loyal. Oh, there you go. There you go. And they they own Liverpool, funnily enough. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, oh. anyway. I, you know, there's, there's so many teams that own Liverpool, Napoli for, for one. You know, <laughs> oh but, dear. Uh, but we'll oh leave, dear. We'll leave that there. Uh, what now? Well, uh, mate, I've been trying. I've been trying. I've been trying to watch Manchester United, mate. But I've just given up my subscription to the History Channel. So I can't <laughs> <laughs> nice call, Watto. Nice call, mate. Oh, Shots shame. fired. Shots fired. Uh, the NRL weekend, mate. The finals weekend. We were just talking about it. What was your standout? Did you uh, Did you manage to catch most? of it? Yeah, look, I, I, I watched bits and pieces of it over the weekend. Um, I, it was a bit of a weekend of upsets, which is what I love about the NRL, what I love the closeness of this particular competition. Um, yeah, look, I, I would love to, I would sort of love to see a team like the Sharks or something sort of go the whole way, you know, um, just sort of more of those traditional clubs. A little disappointed for the Eels on Friday night. Um, but yeah, um, Look, but it's always, as we say, it's never one in the months of sort of March, April, May, is it? It's always one in the month of sort of August, September. And yeah, a lot of niggle, a lot of niggle. That seems to be the sort of the more talking points. Jared Wawira Hargraves, uh, a little bit nasty there. And um, yeah, uh, you know. Um, but but that, that's the stakes, isn't it? It's a gladiatorial game, but you know at the same time they're trying to encourage numbers, trying to get people, you know, youngsters to play the game, and more and more people switching off because of the concussion, and because some of the cheap shots that are going in. So look, but I, I think what I like about it, and what and similar to what I, I think we see with the, what I sort of see with the. Um, uh, with the English Premier League is there are just so many narratives that come out of this, and therefore mm. there is so much to talk about, which gets you looking forward to the game. You know, the individual battles, the coaches, uh, the fans, the rivalry, some of the off-field antics. And then, of course, when you get to this time of the year, really, you are just celebrating the quality of rugby league in the middle of the park. Hey, Watto, what, the game yesterday with um, when there were seven yellow cards, I found myself actually still enjoying the game a lot, which is complete opposite of when I watch rugby nowadays. What... Why was it? Why does it feel different when there's a yellow card in rugby league versus a yellow card in rugby? Like in rugby, it seems to ruin a game, but in the NRL, it's almost you know it's almost cheered on. It shows the intensity of the game. What do you think the difference is between the two? Yeah, look, I, I think they're two very different games too. I think that rugby that rugby league tends to be a little bit more um, simplistic in terms of its structure and stuff, and so I don't think you get caught out as much in rugby league by being a player down. Or I think in rugby union, um, just with the nature of the forward play, it's not a stop-start. Um, and the way 
the game is set up that you, you you know it can spoil a game very quickly but i just think in rugby that the yellow cards and the red cards are often just for stuff that's ridiculous i don't think there's often any real genuine intent in it mm. where i think in rugby league to pick up a yellow card mate there's genuine intent and there's genuine hate and it was yesterday um, it was yesterday for sure yeah. i tell you yeah. who the luckiest and, bloke on the field was was matt lodge when mark nichols slipped because Mark Nichols slipped and went under Lodge and Lodge was headhunting and it was yeah. a swinging headhunting arm and he actually missed because of Nichols' slip. If that had connected, it, was gonna be, it wasn't going to be a bin. It was going to be a you're off for the game. Yeah, and um, it was um, Tane Milne's one as well where he literally, like he launched upwards into his head, you know, so it had the guy... You know, just been an inch lower, and he caught him flush. You would have thought a red card, but they—I mean, that's the thing—they were out to hurt each other yesterday. Like, no doubt about it, those teams were out to hurt each other. Yeah, and we can put all the, you know, all this political correctness and stuff to one side. But look, State of Origin was built on the biff. We all love a little bit of argy-bargy. We all love a little bit of a nigger. You've only got to look at the history of television and the great sporting events. They're all boxing. They're all mixed martial arts. Um, you know, you go to a, you go to any rugby game and as rational as you think you are and as polite and prim as proper as you think you are, the moment someone starts throwing punches, the entire crowd gets to their feet, academics, the whole bloody lot. And I said it before, you know, man's defeats are always on the front pages of the newspapers. Man's victories are on the back. We as we like the niggle, we like the negative, we like to see the argy bargy, and it's about trying to find that balance, you know. And I think some sports do themselves a disservice. You've got to understand these guys are fired up, mate. They're gladiators. Mm. This is modern form of sort of controlled warfare, I guess. And for somehow to just expect this to be just sort of cuddles and a lot of love, it's just. It's just ridiculous. And you've only got to look at the, the personality of the players and sometimes just the background some of these players come from. And so, um, yeah, look, I, I'm for it. I, I never want it sort of, you know, maybe to the extent that we saw yesterday. But, yeah, let's have that. You know, that's, I think, part of the problem here in New Zealand. We don't have that tribalism. We don't have that angst. We shut everything down. There's no emotion in the game anymore. And sport is emotional. And I think it's escapism for us. We like to go along to a stadium. We don't want to be involved in the punch-up. But we like to maybe get that little bit of a release in a controlled environment. We you know, let's not kid ourselves, mate. We all like a love, a, a love a good scrap and a good brawl. And yeah, oh, I get a little bit tired of the sort of the whole identity politics and this political environment we live in, where you know we're trying to appease a small margin of people who, let's be honest, aren't watching the damn thing anyway. Ricardo, do you think? Um like, I'm a big ice hockey fan. I know Watto is when his Maple Leafs make the first round and then he's not when they lose in Game 7, inevitably. But um, in ice hockey, you know, they let them fight because mm. it gets rid of the niggle. Like, they get it out of their system, right? You hate each other, you don't like each other, you get a, get a little fisticuff out of the way and away you go. And I felt like league used to be like that when they allowed, you know, a little bit of a brawl. It's sort of get, get rid of the anger and away you go. See, yesterday what you saw was people that wanted to, to scrap but had to do it you know, within the field of play, which led to big high shots and, you know, these sort of almost illegal tackles. I just wonder if, you know, ice hockey does... I know people are very... Uh, they frown upon it a lot, the fighting in ice hockey, but there is actually reasons why they do it. Yeah. And it's to avoid these serious injuries that come from too much niggle, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I, I, I You know, the other thing that came out of this, uh, as soon as you made it 10 to the bin, if you uh, if you throw a punch... Then all the shithousery started, all the sniping, yeah. all the people like Dylan Walker was yep. it was a, it was a yep. king of it, and it was just wind up merchants, wind up merchants because they knew mm. that if you punched them in the face, you were going to them totally, bone. and yep. uh, nothing more frustrating as a fan than watching that. It, 
Yeah, but I th- look, I think, you know, we've got it wrong here, isn't it? I mean, you've, look, there's a difference between the cheap shots, you know, the Jared, well, ha, ha, Jared Wawira Hargraves sort of head slam and stuff where I think, you know, there is, you start to generally get concerned for the mm. for the opponent and that stuff just cannot happen, man, particularly with, you know, in and around concussion and some of the studies that are being done now. But I've never really seen anybody get seriously hurt in a major, major punch-up and, in rugby league and you mentioned the ice hockey or you know they just call it hockey over there and part of the reason they do it is as sam touched on in the european leagues they don't allow the fighting but there is a lot more injury there's a lot more sticks across the face there's a lot more um nasty stuff that goes on a lot more player injury and what they've actually said in the nrl sorry in, in in the nhl is let's have our enforcers we will protect our marquee players and those guys come onto the ice they will rock your world and so you don't seem you don't get that you know the cheap checks across the face with the sticks and you know a lot of that off the off the puck stuff doesn't go on to the same degree as you see in the european league so yes it might not be you might not see the niggle and the punch-ups might not be um, as visually obvious, but there's a lot more um, skullduggery actually going on in those leagues outside of the NHL. And I, I think you can actually learn a little bit from the NHL. Yeah, no, fair point. Hey, General, we should talk a couple of other things too. Uh, I'll tell you what, if there was a bit more of a gladi- gladiatorial spirit in the Black Caps team, we might have actually beaten Australia in the Chapel Hadley. <laughs> um, had them down 5 for 44 in the first one, 5 for 54 in the second one. Lost both because we have that inability, Sam, it seems, in Australia to put the foot on the throat. Yeah, I mean, Australia definitely have the, the wood over us. There's no doubt about it. Um, whether it's Test cricket, ODIs, T20s, we just seem to, to bowl it against them. I'm trying to work out, Ricardo, and um, be interested to hear what Wado thinks about this. I'm trying to work out what sort of team the Black Caps are because a lot of people say we choke under pressure. But I think, I almost think we're a tournament team. We're a team mm. that in a tournament environment, we can actually do quite well. We can pick up a couple of cheeky wins and one-off games, you know, semi-finals, finals. You know, we beat India in the World Test Championship in a one-off test. The sort of tournament mentality is, is where I think the Black Caps do well. But outside of that, we're actually just not that good. I mean, people, I think, have unrealistic expectations of Black Caps. Maybe that's fair, maybe it's not fair. But, you know, we beat Sri Lanka, we beat Bangladesh, we beat the West Indies. But we realistically aren't as good as Australia. And people just almost need to accept that. We're just not that good. Yeah, well, no, and the thing no, is I, that Australia aren't as good as Australia used to be. But for some reason, we think they are in our heads, Watto. Yeah, look, I, I, look, we've got to start expecting more from this New Zealand cricket team um, because for so long we haven't had a legacy, we haven't had a history. Our expectations have never been particularly great, but we should be having, you know, the discussions over Kane Williamson, over the coaching staff of this Black Caps at the moment, like we've having with the All Blacks. You know, I think I think it's a big sport here. Um, we've proven with a small population that we can be really dominant in other sports we've had we've had, you know we've had a really good test period in recent you know up until probably last summer where i think we have played really well both here and overseas when it comes to australia yeah we just have a big big mental block and it's disappointing because you know we've seen it you know the issue that's going to face new zealand cricket is the issue that's sort of been discussed with the likes now of bolt looking to you know finish his career and get out early and start sort of being a bit of a hired gun and making a fortune overseas and he's entitled to do that and you're going to see a group of young players thinking hey look I've played 30 or 40 tests for New Zealand now I've played 100 ODIs not really sure what the mystique is here I'm not really sure what I'm playing for why don't I go and make myself a lot of money we are really for the focus for New Zealand should be, hey, we want to try and 
win Test Series in Australia. We want to try and beat the Aussies. We want to try and go to England and win. Now, Australia and England have got the benefit. They've got the ashes. But every time we go to Australia, we fold. And so the Australians just look at us and go, these guys are crap. We're not going to give them regular tests. We're not going to give them regular opportunities. And I think without Australia providing us the regular opportunities, I'm just not sure that a summer of Sri Lanka, Pakistan, Bangladesh is going to be enough in the long term to keep our players here, but also to keep this New Zealand public on edge. You know, there's got to be jeopardy. There's got to be some meaning to it. T20 offers no meaning. One day cricket's pretty much dead and buried now. And what are we reduced to? Um, Test cricket really once every five, six years against the Australians. And, you know, um, yeah, the landscape doesn't look particularly great, but we should be asking more. But Kane Williamson, I mean, you've got a question as captain. Say, oh, I just don't think he's a great captain. Um, I, I just don't think, I think he's there because he's the player and he's got the maturity, but there's nothing innovative about him. He doesn't have the vision of a Brendan McCullum. We're so damn defensive in the way we play it. Um, and I think that just sort of follows through. It's Yeah, it's incredibly disappointing. You know, go out there. I hate to say it, but let's play baseball. Let's at least under McCullum try some stuff. But the question is, if we get rid of Kane Williamson, who's your captain? And there's no one that stands up. Well, that's, I mean, I think the obvious one is Tom Latham, but then I think it's, you're pretty much like for like. Um, I don't yeah. think there's too much difference between the two in terms of the way they approach the game, Sam. No, and there's, I mean, what is right there, and, and maybe it's a, a personality thing, like we don't really have those personalities that we had six or seven years ago of guys like Baz, you know, like there are, the cricketers are, and, and I applaud them, they're always very open to a chat, they always, you know, come on our shows and, and you know, they front the media, etc. but they're very vanilla, aren't they? Very vanilla, and I wonder if, you know, that also hampers you on the field, you don't have guys that are a bit eccentric and are a bit, you know, will go for things and, and play a little bit differently, because it seems to be what we're, we're just lacking spark, aren't we? Well, Especially with the bat. What just, you said there, Vanilla, is that you have to fit into a certain um, sort of type of, of, mm. of pattern to be in the black caps long term. That's why yes. we've seen people like Jimmy Neesham not get his contract. Yep. Colin Monroe's no longer there. You totally. Know, you, you, can, you can name a lot of those kind of players and maybe we are missing them now. Gentlemen, hey, thanks very much for your time. Thanks for being on the panel today. Uh, we left a couple of topics on the line, but then we got some good chatting, so appreciate your time. Go well. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Wado. Cheers, bro. Cheers, cheers, Watto. It is uh, 24 past 10 here on SENZ Mornings with Ian Smith. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.